Yet another Vatican Bank scandal emerged in the waning days of the Synod, and now a cardinal has been explicitly implicated in the disappearance of hundreds of millions of euros donated by the laity to the church. Part of me is tempted to say, no big deal, right? Just another day in Francis' church. But in reality, these stories are important because they are the canary in the coal mine for the corruption in the church. The sad fact of the matter is this. We've had corruption in the Vatican Bank since practically it was founded. If anything, Vatican Bank corruption is the norm in Rome and has been since at least the 1960s. So let's have a look at this story and get some historical context, because once you see how long this has been going on for, you may understand why my theory that one source of the church's woes today is its embrace of usury, even a soft form of usury, back in the waning days of the Second World War. The most recent iteration of the continuing and never-ending corruption story of the Vatican Bank features a return of Uncle Ted McCarrick. The Catholic news agency broke the story initially. They report that in 2015, the Secretary of State Office of the Vatican purchased an Italian dermatological hospital using Papal Foundation funds with the assistance of McCarrick. Remember that the Papal Foundation was McCarrick's pet project and had been founded during the papacy of John Paul II to raise money from wealthy Catholics to support the missions of the Holy Father. For the meat of the story, I'm going to quote CNN, CNA's piece directly. Quote, According to media reports and news sources, Cardinal Angelo Becciu and Cardinal Giuseppe Versaldi have been key players in a complicated series of transactions that financed the Vatican Secretary of the State's 2015 acquisition of the hospital, which had collapsed under large-scale acts of theft and money laundering that led to the imprisonment of its president. Multiple sources in the United States and in Rome have confirmed to CNA that then-Archbishop Betchew was responsible for organizing a concerted effort by other Vatican officials and American cardinals, including then-Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, to pressure the board of the U.S.-based Papal Foundation to approve a grant of 25 million euros in 2017. Although the American donors were told the money was to ease a temporary cash shortage at the IDI hospital, sources in the administration for the patrimony of the Apostolic See, the APSA, and the Papal Foundation told CNA that the true purpose of the loan was to help remove a 50 million euro debt from APSA's books. End quote. According to the report, the Vatican Secretary of State funneled Papal Foundation funds through a religious order to pay for the hospital and to attempt to prevent it from collapsing. The funds were originally requested from the assistance of Cardinal Donald Wuerl, one of McCarrick's closest buddies who was reportedly shocked to learn that McCarrick being a benign, being a wolf in sheep's clothing. This act, using Papal Foundation funds to try to save an ailing hospital, was a misappropriation of funds that were then used irresponsibly for purposes that had little to do with the mission of the Petrine office. Even better is that the president of the hospital now sits in jail for embezzlement and other corruption charges. In other words, this was a terrible deal from the start and was made all the worse by shifting money around in a way that was probably illegal. The CNA report suggests that this may have been money laundering, but I'll leave those judgments for the Italian and Vatican police to sort out. What's maddening about this is that 30 million euros of the loan was just written off by a Vatican Petron agency, meaning 30 million euros of lay money has just vanished into thin air. Either way, Cardinal Becciu has a long history of corruption in his various roles in the Vatican, and has been linked to numerous financial scandals. He'll probably weather the storm and continue to have an influential role in the Holy See. 
At present, he is head for the Congregation of the Causes of the Saints. Francis made him a cardinal in 2018, after years of being at the center of various financial scandals in the Vatican. Very curious, but like they say, there's nothing like failing to the top. So here's some ba background on the Vatican Bank. Its official name is the Institute for the Works of Religion, but in reality, no one actually calls it that. The bank is privately owned and overseen by various lay board members that reports to a supervisory committee of cardinals and the Pope. Founded in 1942 by a papal decree of Pius XII, the purpose of the bank is to, quote, provide for the safekeeping and administration of movable and immovable property transferred or entrusted to it by physical or juridical persons and intended for the works of religion or charity. The Institute does not use deposits to lend money and does not issue securities for resale or other financial products. The bank's surplus is at the disposal of the Holy See, to which the Institute in 2012 made a contribution of 50 million euros. In 2013, Francis kicked off a series of investigations into corruption at the bank, which we'll get to here in a moment. Scandals racked the Vatican Bank starting in the 1960s, leading the Italian government revoking the Holy See's tax-exempt status for Italian investments in 1968. At that time, the Vatican Bank made one of the biggest hiring blunders in history by appointing Michel Sendona as its chief financial officer. Almost immediately, strange financial activity began under his watch, leading to revelations that he was a member of the infamous P2 Italian Lodge, the Italian Mafia, and the allegations of financial connections to various unsavory actors in South America directly tied to li the liberation theology movement that continues to this day to be a source of error for the church. Fun times, probably one of the best hirings in history, right? Thank you, Pope Paul VI. Sindona funneled tons of billions of dollars into a private equity firm that he had started, which then, of course, collapsed, causing losses to the Holy See of 35 billion euros. Sindona was dismissed, and his successor, Roberto Calvi, continued to be racked by scandals until he fled and was found dead in London, having apparently hung himself. Obviously, almost no one thinks that this was a suicide, given Sindona's ties to the Mafia and the Lodge, and the allegation that cartel money was wrapped up with Holy See's investments. Again, this was the 1970s and 1980s. There's nothing new about the current scandals facing the Vatican Bank, save for a lack of violence and overt mafia connections. Which brings us close to the present day. After decades upon decades of scandal at the Vatican Bank, Francis appointed a familiar name to investigate and reform the bank, a member of his so-called C9, Cardinal Pell. Yes, the same Cardinal Pell rotting in an Australian prison on obviously bogus abuse charges. In the years leading to Pell investigating the Vatican Bank at the behest of Francis, strange changes had been undertaken, including a change to the laws regarding money laundering that made the practice much more likely to happen and questionable changes in the bank's leadership. Recall that Pell found nearly a billion euros of hidden funds at the Vatican Bank, funds that had not been accounted for. Quoting one report on this, quote, The vast sums of undeclared money have been hidden in various banks by a bank accounts by organizations and groups f within the Holy See in Rome. The funds have not been misused or not part of a corruption scandal that have, been previously, that have previously shamed the Vatican, but the money has not been properly or disclosed or available for the full use of the Vatican because it had been hidden away in an Italian bank for, for keeping aside undeclared funds. End quote. To be clear, anywhere in the world this practice would be highly illegal, and honestly, probably it is in Italy too. In 2015, the new head of the bank suddenly resigned after his computer was hacked, which directly led to the Vatileaks scandal that implicated American political figures 
in an attempt to corrupt the Catholic Church, calling it a Catholic Spring. And that's all interesting, too, but here's the rub about Pell. He was dismissed shortly after finding new sources of revenue for the bank in, you guessed it, real estate in Rome, which by necessity would have had him digging into the finances and regulatory practices of the Vatican Bank. He was dismissed and sent packing. Almost immediately, decades-old allegations against Pell resurfaced, which were impossible to prove or to disprove, leading some, including myself, to speculate that Pell got far too close to the sources of financial scandals and corruption in the Vatican Bank that reached to the highest echelons of Vatican power. Thus, we have the real scandal, one that no one really wants to talk about. The Vatican Bank has been at the heart of papal corruption in this pontificate, and has been possibly the central source of corruption in the Holy See since the 1970s, that is a scandal, and no one really wants to talk about it. If this latest scandal proves anything, though, it proves that Francis will give promotions to people after they've been implicated repeatedly in serious scandals. But, you know, we knew that already. There's nothing new in this pontificate, and I doubt any serious charges will be fired against the current cardinals at the heart of the latest iteration of the Vatican Bank scandal. But let me know what you think in the comments below. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.